Thanks for listening to the Von Hessler Doctrine podcast. Remember, you can hear the show from 4 to 7 on 95.5 WSB and follow the doctrine on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter for even more content. Live from the heart of Atlanta, Georgia, and beyond, Hour 1 of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. I am your lovable, huggable radio chat host, Eric Von Hessler. The other voices you hear are the doctrinaires. Man of a thousand voices, Tim Andrews. Lady of 184.7 characters, Autumn Fisher. The man behind the glass, George Clark. And the handsomest producer in all of producery, Jared Yamamoto. Hey, I hope everybody's doing okay after those crazy storms last night in this morning. Well, you know, I've. Uh, are, were you just born? Have you, have you not dealt with. <laughs> I never before in my life have ever heard thunder. I thought those were pretty There's, intense last they were, night. Okay, I'll give it to you. And, and, and you know, extending out to the uh, listening audience, I hope physically people and their property and all of that is are fine it's just the way that you said it it just sort of seemed like wow i've never seen anything like that before in my life well you know what i worry in particular we have uh tim and i in particular have a tiktok fan that is uh he makes it a point to say that he's homeless and so he's uh the homeless tiktoker and yeah. so i worry about people like him in particular that are out there I mean, in he's storms. homeless but he has a tiktok account correct which yeah. means he has a smartphone and also he has uh uh, an internet account. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so, wireless account. So he's always listening to us all the time, posts TikToks all the time, and he tags Tim and I on our TikTok. Looks like accounts. he cooks good food, too. Where yeah. is he cooking? Yeah. Under, he lives uh, over near Stone Mountain. <laughs> he lives, you mean he lives at Stone Mountain? Oh, I don't I mean, think homeless so. to me means you're not in a home. <laughs> he's not in a home. That's just where he stays at. You could, yeah, you could be homeless, but still like kind he's of un- unhoused. Be right? somewhere. Yes, unhoused. Wait, wait, hold on. We used to call, I used to call that. Then I was homeless for a number of years way when I was wayward in my late teens and early 20s, <laughs> but I called it couch surfing. I would go hang out. I would live for a while That's with homeless. this friend, my sister, whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, what if I live in an apartment? Am I homeless? Just because I don't know the home is in the house. Yeah. Okay, I got that. But uh, yeah, I guess I was. home? I get it. But I, I guess uh, I was homeless. A lot of these, uh, the videos. I didn't from- have a home. A lot of the videos from this listener are coming from like a campsite in a lot of cases, and he tags us in them, and he's obviously a huge fan of the show. Home is where you hang your hibachi. Is that right? (laughs) Yeah, he talks to me. He makes ones and sends them to me. Yeah. So you know, too. Okay. Yeah, I know who he is. It's all the... uh, it, it, it's an interesting. He seems so I was, like a cool guy. Yeah. And I was worried in Real those cool circumstances guy. for somebody that might be camping out or something like that with those crazy storms that happened. Well, that's well, he has true. a place to be. He has a place to go. Yeah, we've established that he's not living on the streets. He is, just doesn't have a home, so that means he's annoying friends and loved ones, like I did when I was couch surfing. <laughs> or deer. <laughs> you know, deer. Property tent, owners. Tent. <laughs> oh, well, that's what yeah. I'm saying, is he doesn't live outside. This, I'm, I, this is what I'm coming to. No, is, he lives outside. I don't know why you said he, he, he lives outside. I, I don't. How does he have a smartphone and a wireless account and a TikTok account if... I, I wish him the best of luck because he's a fan of the show, but there might be a priority problem well, here. He might get odd jobs or disability The Lifeline check Program, or which is available to eligible low-income residents of all 50 states, U.S. territories, and Commonwealth, 
and on tribal lands, ensures that everyone has access to cell phone for their personal protection and connection. So he has an Obama phone. Yeah. Is that remember what we used to call those Obama phones? Is it? <laughs> I don't remember that. Tim is Tim is trying to remember how to do Obama quickly. He stepped up to the microphone and then shook his head like, "Oh my what? goodness, how long has it been?" Uh, you're welcome. There you go. <laughs> Good job, Lee. Yay! Good I'm job. I'm too busy working on my Cat Williams right now, then I don't have to worry about doing no other voices. Oh, it's getting really good. I got uh, yeah, it is very good. Yeah. I'm getting a little paranoid about that. I I don't know if as funny as Cat Williams is, and I think he is hilarious. I don't know how much yet of a sense of humor he has about himself. And I and and this this world of comedy right now is full of something that I completely detest, which is feuds. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to have a feud with anybody. You know, you can like me, you can not like me. It's fine. No, I'm, it'll get eyeballs. No, no, no. Earballs. No. Oh, you know what? I could also <laughs> I could also sell, you know, crappy coffee to my audience and make extra money. But you I don't do, do that. No, I, <laughs> oh, I don't. No, no I don't. Oh, we we, oh. we do a show, and this okay. is the show, and this is the product, and uh, if we I... hope people sit, you know, and listen to the advertising and everything, and that's that's it. That's enough to appreciate the show. I have those same worries that you have about doing things like that. But yeah. if I hadn't been a fan of his for as long as I have, going back to next Friday, yeah, and and watching his specials and seeing him live all these years, I would worry about it. But I don't think he'd be that kind of person. I mean, I... you saw how he eviscerated a certain. A former morning talent in the city. Uh, yes. Because she wasn't funny. Now, had she been funny, he would have gone back and forth with her a little bit. Well, more. I don't know. He may think that this show isn't funny if he's ever and heard what, this he show. And, and that would be perfectly. Who did he, he go went, after? He did, are you talking he, about? Uh, are you talking about Wanda? Wanda, yeah. yeah. She, she went so, after him. She went after yeah. him a little bit. Because, yeah. Well, I mean, she's, what just, happened she, there? She started out in the in the background, saying like before right. they went on air, saying like we're not going to do this, we're not going to do that, and then he kind of did. She did that, and then okay, but then she kind of uh, she did kind of go after what he was wearing, as yes, I remember, and his hair. And to me, that was the opening of. Uh, you know, okay, I want to spar with you, and mm. when you do that with a comedian. Then okay, you're in the arena, and yeah. sometimes when you're in the arena, in the arena, <laughs> you lose 150 to zero, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what happened then. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't start it. Yeah, I <laughs> like I like I am a plebe next to you. Like I can't keep up. My favorite no is w- watching that again, which I have since the uh, Shannon Sharp thing is. Uh, Seeing uh, our friend Frank Ski next to her, who is trying <laughs> yeah. to be supportive, but I by know. the end, Cat Williams is so funny that he just can't help but laugh. <laughs> no, he's now, dying of laughter. Obviously, he cares for his co-host and everything, but uh, so I don't. But I don't like the feud thing. I, I mean, we're not big enough really to have a feud with anybody, and if we. Because we're a local radio show, which is really my dream. That's what I want. I want to be a local radio show. Anytime you get involved with a feud in a feud like that, then it's going to be natural for everybody to say, "Oh, he's just looking for clout." Eric's just looking for shine. Clout Obviously, chaser. you know everybody knows who Cat Williams is, and Eric von Hessler can drive out of his fame. Literally, I can drive. You could take a sixty-mile circle around Atlanta, and I could just drive out of any local fame that I have. So to me, it's I just don't, overall, I don't like the whole feud thing. You know, I know it made Taylor Swift a few billion dollars, but... Uh, certainly she did. doesn't have a sense of humor, though. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I don't, I, I didn't, you know, the part that I was thinking about last night was, to me, the funniest thing is we worked it out where at the end of your Cat Williams thing, you, you say something ridiculous about your relationship with God, and I thought... 
I, that's just so funny that you say that. What was one of the lines like? Uh, uh, you know, I'm I God's know. best friend. I'm God. Well, that, that was his line. Yeah. But I mean, God our, is in my rowboat with the, me as I'm sailing down to Chattahoochee. And then I say, okay, cat. You know, and, and to me, I find that to be funny. But then I, I, you know, how I go home. All I do is I just go over the show in my head. And don't and don't think of yourself as that important. Well, I don't want to be beat up on Peachtree as well. That's what I'm that. saying. You're not going to be. No one's listening. It's just us. Oh, I'm getting bonuses. Somebody's listening. Mm, did you guys not get? Did you guys not get your bonus? Huh? Oops. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm hearing. Right? <laughs> oh, if we come in tenth, you get a bonus. <laughs> that's it. we're we're at least in the top twenty-seven radio shows that are on. Right that's now. pretty good. There's forty radio stations. That's exactly right. I, it, my thing is, <laughs> if I make it twenty-seven or higher, then uh, I get a million dollars. You guys don't have this worked out. So we're. Whole thing, I, this, I got a better agent. Bonus dollar gift card. Yeah, we all oh, did. Okay. Yeah. So, as bonuses <laughs> aside, I'll start doing the Shannon Sharp impression instead of that'll that'll. I, actually, I, uh, I I do a little bit of a Shannon Sharp impression. Well, I'd but I, all I can say is um, just uh, a couple of words for like, uh, oh, stop it, skip. That's all I can say. <laughs> just pretty probably just leave it there. <laughs> yeah. Doug Turnbull. Well, why not? We're already. Hey, we're just having fun. Shannon Sharp is great. He's a Hall of Famer. I think Cat Williams is hilarious. And I think Doug Turnbull is going to help you get home. He's watching it. Yeah, I just, I think that the uh, rapper style feuds and alliances that are going on are just killing comedy altogether. You know, that whole podcast comedy crowd. They're not, uh, by the way, each and every one of them can be funny, but collectively, they're quite annoying. So, uh, has Vice President Kamala Harris been and went, or still coming, or when is she getting she's, to Atlanta? She's still here as of right now, and thankfully our traffic team is watching her when she leaves to head back to the airport. So, because, well, they're going to block off some roads. It sounded strange when you said we're that. Watching they're watching you. her. It's like, no, they're, they're, watching, they're watching for you. Cameras everywhere. Because, of course, there will be uh, road blockages. When she leaves, I've had this uh, this point of view with Republican and Democrat administrations, because Atlanta is one of those cities that gets visits a few times a year from any administration. Why do you always have to come in right at? The, they it seems like they come in at like where their their appearances are always at one or two, so that they can just mangle the afternoon traffic in Atlanta. It just, can't you just. Hey, I got an idea. You know when minds are fresh and bright when you're talking about phony baloney issues that aren't real? 10 a.m. You know what? You're out of town. You're heading back to the, uh, to, uh, they don't come to Atlanta Airport. What do they go off to Lockheed or You're heading back. I think this morning she actually flew into Hartsfield. Okay. And, and you're heading back by like noon. Right. All right. It's a little gnarled up there because you got to close a road or two, but noon is better than four. And they had 85 and 75 shut down as well as. All the surface streets downtown after those storms. Yeah, so today was just a mess because the storms caused the wreck the, or caused a, a ruckus this morning. Plus, she came what and ruckus. Doug is telling me that she has actually left too as well. So she, oh, okay, so, so it's not going to be. So the, the effect so you, has Doug. happened. Yes, and uh, uh, now we're past the effect. But still, <laughs> set it up so that you can uh, be leaving at twelve thirty, one o'clock. Don't uh, don't uh, put so many people out. You know, even if you're a Democrat who voted for Biden in 2020 and you're going to vote for him again in 2024 and you're going to go door to door and try to convince your neighbors. If you're stuck in that nonsense and your bladder is full, you're still upset. 
I, I think that's really this. important. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> you interrupted yourself. She's speaking. I love, I love ski- seeing those school buses. Yeah, There's just something about seeing those on the road. Yeah. They're just yellow, and they just are... And when you're in town, they can't move. Like, <laughs> that is funny. That is, I got to admit, that is, that is funny. <laughs> you, I don't really know what you're laughing at but it's you know what it's infectious is the they thing they have tires and it let me I tell know. you mm-hmm. they're round but yeah. they're not electric madam vice president they're not electric yet that's true but you know what they say the wheels on the bus go round and round <laughs> they do and that's funny <laughs> that is hilarious remember i said Joe biden wait. on the bus goes <laughs> to another they, town they're doing uh um what's the thing and so it's what did they talk what did they talk about something about voting voting rights you know, it's because it, people can't vote anymore. People yeah, for, were voting in Georgia. I came here in '98. You voted on Tuesday, unless you had an absentee ballot. Great, great day. And you could do some. Er, yeah, do <laughs> so you like Tuesday? Got Tuesday. <laughs> you know, it's it's uh it's not exactly Monday. No, it's and not. And it's not yet Wednesday. It's <laughs> it's its own time. And so, uh, hold on, you're cracking me up. You know what was really great about uh, this January mm-hmm. was that Tuesday was on the second to Tuesday. Whoa. <laughs> That's awesome. If she didn't make it to VP of the United yeah. States of America, she could have been a radio station be promotion. Oh, promote. I, I think she would be out there. <laughs> yeah. Who wants a free t-shirt? It's XXL. I think that's really important. It has oh. a Do you have any keychains? I do. I have many keychains. I also have some bottle openers with Sweet. our logo on it. My it point. bottles. <laughs> That's hilarious. My point. What was uh, my what's point? Your point? I don't know. What was my point? We're referring to Georgia as ground zero for points. fights over ballot access. That's what I'm saying. You used to have, have one day, and then unless you're out of town, you had an absentee ballot. We're, we vote for like a month. How, how? We need a year. Who's being left out? I want to do it on my phone. I don't want to go vote. Oh, you know what? Yeah, let's do it digitally because there's no chance <laughs> that we'll ever have any scandal with that. What we really ought to do is just go back to paper ballots. You know, in some situations, we don't have to go high tech. Just go back to paper ballots. And you want to send them to people? I don't know. You got to get them back at a certain time. But it's not getting worse. It's getting better. I'm, I'm very sure. I don't have the numbers in front of me. Uh, African-American and other minority voting has gone up percentage-wise over and over and over in the last few elections in Georgia. It's phony baloney because they know they can't get people to vote for Biden because he's Biden. they got to give him some other reason. Save democracy. Right. Doug Turnbull is still watching the travel advice. Jared, the answer is no, I'm not going to Bonnaroo with you. Why not? You've got Fisher. You've got... Uh, is that your favorite EDM artist me? now? I uh, love... No, no, it turns out it's Autumn's son, Pete. <laughs> Mom, I'm going to be spinning records at an EDM festival at Bonnaroo. Yeah, Pete. Hey, let's get a van. Maybe we're all go together. Let's go. Oh, uh, is this Fisher? Sure is. This is the, one of the best songs I've ever done. I have to go. Good night, everybody. I'm going home to mommy, daddy, and other mommy. Peter, it's time for bed. <laughs> All right, other please. mommy lets me stay up till 11. Pete, uh, we've talked about this. It's bedtime. Wait, have- I'm not going to let you DJ anymore <laughs> if you don't listen. But I'm rolling. <laughs> I know you're rolling, but Just- now the rolling has to stop. We have to go to bed. Can I have a hug? Just... 
Of course, baby. Just tell him to lay there and stare at the ceiling until he this falls asleep. the best hug I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> is this what happens when you lose it, Pete? Is this what happens? I want my car. <laughs> Too old for that. <laughs> I'm thinking of yeah. Gil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's only is, frame of reference. How old is Pete now? Child. Eight, six, eight. I don't Twenty-two. The I years think. just go by. I love yeah. my Legos. <laughs> I, I still remember Autumn, you know, crying about everything before she gave birth to her first child, who I think is pregnant. like seventeen now or something. Now she's yeah. tall and just had her braces on. The, the most emotional. How the braces are? How long were the braces on? The, the, uh, the so one. she actually just got the little. Like it's called a crib that's like at the top. Oh yeah, right, right, crib, yeah, right. right. yeah. <laughs> so uh, she's getting the rest of them off on the seventeenth. But how long were they on? Uh not very long, like a year. Okay, yeah, because there's this. I'm a, as a Bills fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, I'm slowly falling back in love with Josh Allen after I got a little, you know. But uh, there's we have a great offensive lineman named Dion Dawkins. Okay. And I swear, because you know, they always introduce, you know, you see him from time to time, they introduce him. This guy is a, an adult. He, I, he's had braces for like the last four seasons. I don't, like how long? Maybe his teeth are real bad. What? I had mine for two and a half years. Can't you just like, get them all veneered or whatever? That's sometimes worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess you have to straighten them before you veneer them. Well, not just that, but, well, yeah, I guess there's that. But also, once you have them veneered, then, <laughs> which I don't know if is, that's how you say that. Veneered? <laughs> Get your hey, mouth veneered. Wait a minute. You don't know Capped. how, if, wait a minute. You, you you don't know if that's how I say uh, That's how I say it. You just did it. I'm so just I giving, you know, it. I create words just like yeah. Billy Shakespeare. That's <laughs> it. Veneered. But yeah, so uh, once you get veneered, you yeah. know, it takes like a ton of maintenance. Like every five years, you got to redo them well, that's and they the whole idea that's the whole idea of modern medicine yeah you have to keep coming back keep coming yeah. back hey here's a drug it works thing is you got to take it every day for the rest of your life and then even 10 days after death brought if to you by <laughs> pfizer everything's brought to you by pfizer the whole planet is brought to you by pfizer don't this... put veneers in your mouth if you are afraid of death <laughs> CBS's telecast of the 81st Golden Globe Awards is sponsored by Pfizer. Take that, Aaron Rodgers. Let's do this. Your open mics from the WSB radio app. By the way, did I mention this yesterday? I think that this whole Jimmy Kimmel, Aaron Rodgers thing is not what it seems to be. Uh, Because I saw like a year ago, I was going through the internet a year ago, Jimmy, now Aaron Rodgers has been known to be, he's into UFOs and ayahuasca and everything. And in a monologue, and uh, Jimmy Kimmel has been doing jokes about, oh, that wacky, he calls him the whack packer, he was with the Packers, um, Aaron Rodgers. And over a year ago or so, he made a joke because Aaron Rodgers had talked about the fact that there, there's word that there is a list of names with the Epstein clients on them. And basically in these jokes, Jimmy Kimmel said, it's just one more example of how out of touch and weird and goofy this guy is. So I'm not so sure that a few days ago when Aaron Rodgers, A.J. Hawk brought up, hey, to to prompt him because he knows Rodgers goes in this direction, he brought up that, you know, that list, that Epstein list might come out in the next couple of days. And uh, and then Aaron Rodgers says, well, yeah, it's going to be a lot of people don't want that to happen or going to be upset. I'm sure Jimmy Kimmel will be upset. Now, that at least to me, and I don't know for sure, but it le- opens up the idea that you were calling me a weirdo because I suggested that there was a list. Like, uh, it, was he saying, well, you'll have egg on your face because you've been joking about me for a year that I'm an idiot, and then if a list 
is let out. Now, I didn't watch the whole Pat McAfee, uh, you know, the, the, when he interviews Aaron Rodgers, they're like mini-series. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's I, have so to ta- I take them in like 10 minutes at a time by subject here or there, and if I'm interested in the subject on YouTube, I'll take it in. But I don't have, you know, an hour and a half to give to Aaron Rodgers once a week. Um, so I didn't watch the whole thing in context. Maybe there's another part where he gets more specific about the joke. But I think that there's room there. And beyond that, Jimmy Kimmel, you know, this guy, Aaron Rodgers never portrayed Carl Malone in blackface. Jimmy Kimmel did that bunches of times. I mean, what is this thing about Jimmy Kimmel, his whole image and brand when it started was, you know, we break protocol around here. We, and he would go after it for years on Fox. We called Terry Bradshaw the dumbest human being alive to his face. And now he's got like hurt feelings. And, and, and also when you add on my new thing, and I'm, I'm sure maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But it seems to me that there's room there that what Aaron Rodgers was saying was, you've been making fun of me for suggesting there's a list. That'll be egg on your face when a list comes out. I don't know that for a fact. Even if it wasn't true. Boy, we need more thin-skinned comedians, don't we? Yeah. Let's get to one open mic before uh, we go to traffic. You got it. This uh, this guy wants to. He's a fan of the show, and he knows that you're libertarian, but he wants to bring you back to libertarianism. Hey, this, yeah. hey, this one's for EVH the Noctuaries. Hey guys, um, listen, I've been a big fan of your show for a very long time, um, and EVH, you've been very influential in my own thinking. I just want to call back to uh, the first episode of the year where you discussed. Um, libertarian economics have failed. I just want to, you know, put it back out there. And I know you know this, but libertarian economics is more about creating the best possible environment with the least amount of intervention. If the best environment isn't being created, then little tweaks, laws, whatever need to be enacted to do that. Uh, well, we need more than tweaks and laws. My statement was, as a libertarian, I think the economics of that uh, ideology are dead in the face of hedge funds. And I, whether or not it was always naive to not know that eventually you would get something like that, or uh, it was you know actually not something you could have predicted. But here they are, and hedge funds that what they're doing to this country and the entire world, really the Western world, is quite unbelievable. You have they they don't buy companies if you have a hamburger stand. And you're making hamburgers, and you're seeing your customers, you want them to enjoy the hamburger. With a hedge fund, you take over a distressed property, a distressed business, not because you want to turn it around or even kill it necessarily, because it doesn't exist in capitalism anymore. You, 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 uh, you take it over simply for a tax write-off. And that's what's happening. And you know, your tax write-off affects the people who aren't billionaires. I'm sorry, the, you need a lot of legislation. Talk about a 180 for this old libertarian. Hedge funds have to be legislated out, probably of about 60% of what they're allowed to get into. Will there be workarounds? Yeah, you know, the world is the world. But you can't have these hedge funds. We can't have arguments about whether Amazon should buy Warner Brothers because that corners the market and allow BlackRock to have investments in 40,000 businesses around the world. That means 40,000 businesses to one degree or another need to keep BlackRock happy to get more money in the future. 
And, and until I see an answer for that, and the only answer is you just need legislation that says you can't be in, in uh, residential real estate. Right there. I might go out and vote for somebody who said that they would do that if they got there. But it would have to be at the presidential level. If you're just one congressperson, nobody's going to listen to you. Doug Turnbull is still watching the travel advice. I know we all change over time. But from being around him a little bit in the 90s, I feel pretty confident in saying that the Jimmy Kimmel of the 90s would absolutely hate the Jimmy Kimmel of 2024. So don't get me wrong. We all change. But uh, I, I don't hate my 31-year-old self. I think, ah, that was stupid, and you thought this, and whatever. But the person that, and we weren't close or anything like that, but we were just around each other a little bit in the 90s. And he was just like, break down every barrier. I don't care. You don't think, I'll wear black, I'll, and whatever. It was very kind of like Howard Sternish. Like, we're just going to go, we're going to do it, and that's all there is to it. I guess maybe Howard Stern from the 90s would hate Howard Stern from 2024 as a possibility. So I'm not against people growing, whether they grow in a direction I think is good or not. But this just seems bizarre to me. Just as I was talking about it, I thought about Stern at the same time. Uh, do you, I mean, there's change. Everybody changes over time. But then there's just an absolute 180. And when that happens, you have to want, oh, uh, so this is about your career right now. That was about your career right back mm-hmm. then. And none of it was sincere. Survival. Okay, I get it. Give me another open mic. All right. Uh, this open micer wants to bring up that you actually do go more places than just your house and coming here to the station at WSB. Eric, you said you don't really travel anywhere. That's not true. Two years ago on the Von Hesterold. Von Hessler. your doctrine, yeah. you said that you, you like to walk laps around your pool. How do I submit? Well, <laughs> how do you <laughs> submit? Well, what, <laughs> apparently he found out how to submit because... Do I go was, next to your pool and wait for you to tell me to submit? I, you yeah, don't submit. Daddy. That is not necessary. <laughs> I'll do it. That's <laughs> not necessary. <laughs> how do I submit? Uh, yeah, well, that changed because I have a um, um, treadmill now. The last thing that keeps me from having to expose myself to the outside world ever, other than, you know, I have to go from my front door to my car, and then from the car to my tin side of here. But I, I am trying to, to create uh, an indoor life. You know, like pretending that there was some sort of radiation thing and you can't go outside ever. Oh my and then, God. If that were to happen, then I would be ready for it. Eric, we were talking about this yesterday. You need to be one of these candidates to go to the moon. No, 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 no. You don't want to go outside anyway. No, no, no. You're like, you never get to go outside. They don't have the Red Zone channel on the moon. Doug Turnbull (laughs) is now watching 75. Hour two of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. You know, we haven't brought it up yet. What's next? Is Greg holding? Yeah, Tech Tuesday. Ah, what the hell? This isn't a tech story, but let's bring Greg in. Tech Tuesday with Greg Russ. Greg Russ, I know you yes. got tunnel stories in New York City that will probably get me canceled. I so I we're not going to go with that. You don't want to talk about those tunnels? <laughs> What's that? Very. You don't want to talk about those tunnels? No, Very I know. It's, it's, it's just a weird time to be talking about tunnels in general. <laughs> so Fair enough. But speaking of, are you, I, we have not brought this up yet. And this is something that the mainstream press has to cover, but it is getting the lightest bit of coverage possible. It is an explosive scandal. The Secretary of Defense uh, had a 
an operation because he had prostate cancer. Most people, his, I think he's 70 years old. It happens. And it was a, considered a kind of a routine sort of procedure. He was under anesthesia. Now, what happens when the President of the United States goes under anesthesia, even if it's only for two hours? There's a transfer of power. Transfer of power. In case anything happens in those two hours, you have somebody who is considered officially, constitutionally, the president. And so the leader of the House can't jump in and try to have a, that kind of thing. So uh, December 23rd, this guy has his surgery. He's under anesthesia. He doesn't tell the president of the United States, his boss, I think for four days. Doesn't tell the world. Now, we're involved deeply in two wars. And those two wars have all kinds of little other things swirling on around it. There's the ever-present Taiwan situation. Not only did they, his office not tell the President of the United States that he was going under for surgery, other people in the chain of command in the department also were not informed. That is a huge scandal. I wish him the best of luck with the prostate cancer. I, but that is a huge I, The way that I see that, and I hate to be the host, that's unconstitutional, but am I wrong? I don't know. Right. Somebody look it up. You got to communicate. You got especially in. Oh, well, you got You got Somebody has to be the Secretary of Defense right. if the S starts flying, while you're either under or in recovery. And then the days after that, he was doing remote work. Uh, another assistant showed up at a public event, and she didn't know why she was there. She didn't know why she was replacing him. Then he had a complication. Uh, and had to go back to Walter Reed, and that's when people started finding out. There was a little complication with the surgery. I think he ended up with a urinary tract infection or something, and he had to go back in, and then that's when people started asking questions. Like, uh, this should be the biggest story. I look up at CNN. They spent more time with Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Kimmel, and all of that than this. This is a real story. He offered to resign. Biden said, no, I'm not accepting it. No, you're one of the best ones we ever had in this country. I, I love this. I'm glad you brought that up. How many people saw succession? He offered to resign, but the president... If you haven't watched succession, watch succession. If you have watched succession, understand that they were showing you how power works. People were in a room. We've got a problem. How do we solve it? First go round, let's see if they'll let us get away with this. We'll say that you tendered your resignation, but Biden says that you're too good to let go. Let's put that out there. And let's give it five days, six days. Let's see how it flies. That's what happened here. CNN will never tell you that. And every reporter at CNN knows that. This story that I'm looking at up here... They spent the first 10 minutes getting you to go, oh, I'm, I'm glad he's all right. And, and, and presenting the story as the Pentagon said today, and the Pentagon said today, and they informed us today, and this is what error. he has. It's the way. It's What's, the way they report. The, the way they said the Pentagon, like, we admit it was an error. It was an error. Well, no, they called it something else. And it was reported as that. I wrote it down so fast, I might not be able to. It was, uh, oh, 
Oh, well, can you read your own hand? I can't. I was oh, writing no, it down. No. I, was, I was reading it so fast. Because, you know, I, I read the little thing they put at the bottom of the screen. I try to write it down before it goes away. Some of the ones they've been putting up there have been so long that they're like paragraphs they're putting up there. But they, it was sort of like it was a lapse or something. It's like, that. you know, things just go away. Have you noticed? Yeah. Now, again, I bring this up once every couple of months. The million-dollar Air Force jet plane that just was flying. Remember? Yeah, nobody South Carolina. Hey, yeah. hey, did you hear about Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> Honestly, no follow-up. Every major editorial newsroom in America has decided they said it was, what was the, what was the phrase then? They had a, a lapse of something. Oh, let me There was, was a period. Yeah, what was that? It was, uh... it was an error. And I, do we know whether or not there were <laughs> error? <laughs> there, there were a. Uh, do we know whether or not there was actually a payload? Well, one of them crashed, and the other one landed. Right. There were two together. Oh, they acted like it was a weather incident. Yes. And then we looked at the weather, and the weather was nothing weird about it. That old guy shot it with his here's, gun. Here's another one. I'm sorry to take us there, Greg, during your segment, but here's another one. Remember in December when a staffer. After hours, created a pornographic video and uploaded it. What? I don't remember that. Why on uh, in the hearing room <laughs> of the Senate. I, what do you? No, I'm not sure. Uh, what talking about. I mean, are we all just taking? Uh, do we? Have, are they putting gas? Are they pumping gas so that we forget? Is is there a national radon program where we all just forget things after? Maybe how just the hell was care. that? A, Listen, no, you have to be told to care, Greg. I know, but that, but because we aren't, and because of the current climate, I think people just don't care. On some level, they may care, but they just don't care to deal with it. That anymore. is a salacious we, story yeah. that had a video that was very graphic, and I don't believe for a second that if it was a staffer of a Republican <laughs> that did that, and it could have been heterosexual sex. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, I they agree, were, but I also don't view Congress, uh, the Capitol, as a place that's sacred anymore. It's a place where losers. I know. And what I, I, I like get what out. you're saying, but what, what you're talking about, <laughs> what you're talking about, is how people might react to that story. What I'm saying is, it was reported very quickly, and not seen as a big deal. And you just, you know, the way these things get reported, you can't prove a negative. But I was just looking at all this Jimmy Kimmel, Aaron Rodgers. They love debunked conspiracy. They never apply it to the Russiagate. Yeah. But they love the debunked conspiracy. It's it throws Aaron Rodgers into the MAGA camp, whether he is or he isn't. And so the story's going on. And you know how they do these things. They have some expert comes on. I don't know who he is and talks about this. Conspiracy expert. And, yeah, and while this is going on, they run B-roll. I'm sure people understand. B-roll is just that footage that you see that goes in a loop while you watch people talk. And if it's somebody you don't like, you always make sure that they look terrible right. in the B-roll. Now, what if there were photos of Aaron Rodgers at a party in blackface from the 90s? Do you think they'd be part of CNN's B-roll while talking about the Kimmel, Rodgers, Epstein, List feud? I mean... I, it, I can't we all need prove to recalibrate. It. We all need to recalibrate and stop looking at major news sources as ways to get news. That's fine, and I don't do that anymore. Yeah. I'm just here to report on it. But <laughs> the problem is, as low as the ratings are, and, but you got to put all the ratings of all of it all together. Everybody who reads the New York Times, everybody who reads the Washington Post, watches ABC News, CBS, CNN, all of this kind of stuff, it's still the background wallpaper. People may ignore it and say, I don't really want to pay attention to that because it's useless. 
But they, what they're ignoring is the wallpaper. And that's put up there. It is impossible for me to believe that if Marjorie Taylor Greene, now this was in the Senate, but let's go to the House. They have hearing rooms as well. That if a staffer for Marjorie Taylor Greene, whether it was gay or heterosexual, made a pornographic video while on the dais where the, where the Congress people sit in a hearing room and published it, I find it difficult to believe that one day since that story, we wouldn't see that with the fuzzy thing over the... <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, people, this No, was, you're exactly right. And it then would be presented as this disrespect to these yeah. hallowed halls. And also, but they would have loved it if it was gay because she's a Republican. Right. That would have been the big deal. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're this close to uh, World War III, and we're $34 trillion in debt. But these are the stories, and I was thinking of this the other day. It's not all that brilliant or anything, but this is news is curation. You understand how, hey, you like this song, you'll probably like that song. That's what news is. It's a big world with a lot of things going on. And Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel feuding has almost zero effect on what's going to happen to your tomorrow. By the way, uh, while looking through some of these news articles about the F-35 that went down in uh, South Carolina, they're referring to it as the F-35 mishap. That's what all yeah, the... Yeah, they said it was, was a mishap. That's all the articles saying mishap, Whoops. mishap, mishap, mishap. Nobody at CNN is interested. Hey, should we send somebody back there? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, uh, hey, there's a debunked conspiracy theory. <laughs> no, we only have 150,000 viewers as it is. Yeah. Let's not drop that. CNN, CNN is... Every day, and MSNBC, and most news, they should just say, this is why you shouldn't vote for Donald Trump. And that's why. It's like, just be, this is news. More stories, more examples, more reasons why you should not vote for Donald Trump. That's the mainstream news. Doug Turnbull says the travel advice. All right, it is Tech Tuesday, Greg. Let's see if we can squeeze one in. Uh, the first human moon landing. This I'm going to build on that story I told you about yesterday where the Peregrine lander, the moon lander that was launched, failed to open its solar panel, so therefore it didn't have the power it needed to get to the moon. So, How much money is that, by the way? Did we ever figure that out? I, it was, like I, 110 no, billion? it's got to be oh, not 110 billion What's for one. Saying? I mean, my goodness gracious! I will look that up. We we can <laughs> find that out. But on top That's of that, Ukraine money you're talking about. That. <laughs> yeah. Following that news, the first human moon landing has been delayed to 2026, and the first human uh, flying around the moon. They were going to send them later this year just to go around the moon and come back. That's been delay- delayed until September of 2025. You know, sometimes I think that we we're not we wouldn't be able to get back to the moon if we threw a rope up there and you know tried to climb. I, I it's like I. But listen, they shouldn't send human beings out there if they're seeing problems. I completely agree with that. You know, it's weird that the advan- the advancement in technology has come. You know, so far ahead as far, compared to what they went up there with before. Yeah. You know, it's like our calculator. That's the one our, I always in our hear. junk drawer has the same yeah. capacity mm-hmm. as the thing. And now it's like, oh, we can't do it. Well, I mean, you don't send people up there, but apparently they're just seeing that they're they're just seeing anomalies, things they don't understand. And if things are uh, happening that alien. you don't understand. You think it's aliens? Yeah. You think they don't want us on the moon? That's why we need to go back, because they found alien technology, and the aliens said, don't come back here. Okay. Why do you think we haven't been? Remember that that lady? Oh, oh. (laughs) It's like, Obama's going to nuke Charleston. Yeah. What was that? Conspiracy. What was her name? We called her Conspiracy Carol. Carol, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that was wild. You know, we should do a best of lunatics sometime. Yeah, we should. And, uh, the, uh, find it. the idea that somebody could convince themselves, no matter how much you dislike the sitting president, <laughs> that they would nuke their own country. Just last week he was sending nukes to Charleston. <laughs> so from that uh, one well, lady... I'm not a big fan of that city. <laughs> from that one... From that... Uh, from that one story, that particular Republican, Carol, um, she's not allowed to get upset about uh, you know the Jimmy Kimmel thing or Epstein or anything else. Like, lady, you are so far out. You're not allowed to get upset about Russiagate because you're the one who convinced yourself that a sitting president was going to nuke a port in the United States of America. Well, there's evidence. <laughs> she can't get upset about spending $108 million on this thing, though. Ridiculous. $108 million? Well, who I mean, it's not... Who spent the money? Whose money is it? It's, well, it's... Uh, it's a private company, but... A, I mean, we're paying them. It's a shame for them. It's a private company, but I'm. Well, it's, a, it's a NASA... You know, it's the, the NASA's got some money in there. I don't know. They're the contractor, NASA. yes. Right. So NASA's paying for everything that has to do with the military industrial complex. Hey, maybe you can have uh, a phone call without it being snooped on for, you know, a couple of months till they get another one up there. Doug Turnbull says there's a new. I love it going CNN. Did you hear what Trump said? Hey, CNN, did you hear that uh, the sitting president is trying to put his strongest opponent in prison? I mean, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. It seems like a pretty big deal to me. He committed crimes. Might have one side. Well, first you got to prove that. We don't need to prove it. It's evident. <laughs> this whole thing with the constitutional—I don't know how this would go in Colorado. Because, and by the way, Greg Russ still with us. Uh, I am. It's fifty separate elections when you elect a president. It's not a federal election. So I'm not privy to Colorado's constitution and how they do well, their election. Be. I know I should be, but I got a little lax. Too many gummies in the last couple of years. <laughs> Just didn't have time to bone up on that one. But, uh, but they, they, all your state laws still have to be in line with federal laws. And I do not for the life... I just cannot... Not a constitutional scholar. Let, it's debatable if you've been convicted of insurrection... If he had been convicted of insurrection. Now, certainly you've got a case then, right? You've got the amendment, the word's there, he gets convicted of it, different circumstances, but maybe you've got a case. But how can you keep somebody off the ballot because four judges in a state, their opinion is that he incited insurrection. He's never been charged with it at a state level. Like, shouldn't the first thing be Colorado charging him with that? At least at the state level. Right. I and I wouldn't know, though. When George Stein, maybe this week, next week, we'll talk to him about that, how that would, would go. Would they charge him? Yeah. Considering it didn't happen in Colorado, I don't think the state. Right. I guess, yeah. Him. I'm just all over the place. But that's as stupid as the idea that you can keep somebody off the ballot because you think he inspired an insurrection. I, it seems to me, I'm not a constitutional lawyer. But it seems to me that even if that was to stick, you'd first have to be convicted. Eric, I told you. On that day, January 6th, that beautiful, beautiful day. Yeah, okay, I don't need to get your heart I wanted propaganda. all of those people to go there and overthrow my government and then put me back in. That's right. You were the leader. The new Trump <laughs> getting rid of the old Trump. Uh, I mean, I'm not a, listen, I don't, I don't think January 6th was a good thing at all. And I do, uh, I don't hold Trump, I don't think that you can hold Trump legally. It's not going to work. No matter what happened, he did use the words peacefully and something else when we marched down there. And you can't take that away from a jury. They, they're they're going to see that. 
You know, I do hold him morally responsible. That rally never should have happened. There was no reason for that rally. There was no chance of that rally being successful in any way in changing anything. What Donald Trump should have done, as you can see how strong he is, even with the January 6th thing around him, is he immediately should have said, We'll fight another day. That's right. I'm telling you right now, before he walks out of the White House, the last thing he should have said was, I'm announcing my candidacy for president in 2024. And you can see, and then he could have, he wouldn't have this. With, imagine with, look at the polling with January 6th. Oh, gosh. Imagine it's, if January 6th hadn't happened. It might be 80% for heaven's sakes. Who would have thunk of it? As so they say? I, I'm not, I, I don't think well, January 6th was a good thing, but no, you know what? I don't wake up every morning in 2024 with it at the top of my mind. Uh, you know, these people, I don't understand people who watch, they don't get bored watching CNN. Hey, honey, come on, hurry, get me a drink. They're talking about how bad Trump is. They've been doing that for the last six Again, years. There's not many people. You, I know, I know. You have to keep in mind there's not many people. Yeah, but there's also you know, there's the MSNBC crowd. So you had a few a few other seven or eight more. Tomorrow's a big day. You've got the big CNN debate, and Trump's doing a town hall on Fox. And then so. Vivek Ramaswamy is not being allowed in the debate. That's interesting. Um, he's going to be where on? Uh, uh, oh, he's doing the uh, the Tim cast. Oh, yeah. Oh, the guy who's calling for civil war. Okay. <laughs> uh, what a great country we live in. That guy really went off the edge. He used to be super liberal going yeah. around with uh, yeah. Occupy Democrats yeah. and then pff, gone now. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I used to find him somewhat interesting. I've never really watched a full show. It's kind of like Rogan for me. I'll watch clips that show up in the algorithm and YouTube. And because I'll, it's not because it's, oh, you loved him. It's more like you were watching a video about this. Well, here's another video that has this and an opinion. And I was never really a huge fan of it. I can only take about, I, I judge these people by the minutes. Like I can take about eight minutes, you know? And, but I've noticed in the last couple that I've, it, I mean, I don't have any problem saying to you, I think that this guy is salivating for civil war. And why not? He spent years putting together a bunker. He's taken care of. Mm-hmm. You know, Tim Pool, that makes you no different than any other part of the establishment. Go ahead and call for civil war when you know that you won't be harmed. Right? That's the way it all that's the way it works with the billionaires. That's the way that it works with the celebrities. Go ahead and call for legislation that'll hurt the middle class, not gonna hurt you. Go ahead and vote for people who will certainly maybe or more likely bring on uh, a recession because you're a multimillionaire. When you're poor, recessions kill you. When you're a multimillionaire, recessions annoy you. And now this Tim guy is the same way. Oh, I've got my bunker, I've got my thing, I've got my whatever, prepper food and all that. So yeah, let's call for a civil war because I know I'm not likely to get harmed. I still fully buy into the divide and conquer that there's people who like what's happening. Of course. Because it benefits them. And I but they consciously somewhere these discussions are being had. I'm not conspiracy theory, I'm not going that far. Obviously, it would take too many people to get it done uh on the nationwide scale, but in smaller uh ways are adding up and yeah well, of course once the division to end what, what everybody wants to... is an audience and you get an audience on the internet by saying you know tom brady was the worst quarterback in the history of the nfl no it wasn't wait well first of all you can't even argue but 
who's not going to click? And tr- right. what is this guy up to? A rage That's click. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Stop. I have well, said it before. You can't, Stop dancing. Well, okay. Well, I'm going to give you a placard. You go running around telling people to stop. Uh, they should. Being a part I of it. Huge Listen. though. This this rage stuff is huge. There are people who purposely go out and they're mean to waiters in their videos. Yes. Right? They get really angry and they get millions of views. Well, if the Delta one was a Delta where the trans person was obviously trying to entrap the, him into offending for a video for clicks, not for trans rights. I'm not saying there aren't plenty of people who are sincerely for trans rights, but that's not what this is. It was for that person specifically and because their brand. They have and, a brand, right. they have a page, and as my friend Jared Yamamoto has told me, his generation and below his generation, any sort of perceived grievance makes you more interesting. Doug Turnbull says that the travel... Some good uh, coaching right here, Eric. I like this. Yeah, I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> talent coach. I'm t- I am coaching the talents because I know one day you people are going to leave me behind. Especially Greg Russ. Is that what's going to happen? Nah. I feel like you're going to you're you're going to retire and leave everyone else behind. I've been thinking about it. Not a great deal. I mean, not not a. I'm not like planning it or anything. But I, you know, I'm a check in the old check the old checking account. You know. Oh, it's I, okay. You're how saying. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still the kid who grew up in apartment complexes. Most of my wealth is still in checking accounts, which I know is ridiculous. And my wife constantly, hey, we got this much. We got to do something. And I'm like, yeah, 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 we will. Okay. But there's something about seeing that number because I'm such an idiot and was born so poor. I'm like, hey, you know, if I could show this to my mom, she'd be very proud of me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put it. Yes. Over your life, you could be set already, but yeah, I've wasted spending money. You yes. like to, to oh, spend yeah. money. I, I have spent money on projects that I like, and I got to say that I don't care. But I, I'm I don't I don't feel bad about that because That's even fair. when it's, you spend it's the closet of electronics, I yes, <laughs> it's the early two thousands where I fell in love with tech TV, and every new gadget that I saw presented, I decided I had to go out and buy. Not knowing yet, because we were early in the whole tech run, that there would be a new product that made that obsolete within six months. And then I'd have to buy that product. And I really, I should start a museum of obsolete gadgets. <laughs> do you still have I the have first the, generation iPod? No, I've kept that one. I think that's worth, that I do white have that. one, yeah. Yeah, the, the one that's a little bit like a brick. Yes. Yeah, Today I do have. the anniversary of the iPod, believe it or not. Is this the, the day that uh, Steve Jobs announced it? Is this I when one more is. thing started let me, today? Let me double check. I believe it is. George Clark, you're a re- researcher. Did Steve Jobs say one more thing today? I do not know that, but I, I have one of those iPods myself. I don't know if they're worth any money. But I, I, well, they were mass-produced. I yeah. think that's the problem. Yeah, I, I, they're quaint, though, and I, so that one I don't consider trash. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm glad I have that one. I ruined that one early on. It was before waterproofing, and I was cleaning out my pool, and I was listening to it. I had it in my top pocket in my shirt, and I leaned over and Oops. down it went. I thought, oh, if I get it quick enough. No, nope. I didn't know the whole rice method back then. Can I make my a correction? Sure. Anniversary of the iPhone and anniversary of iTunes, not the iPod today. Oh, did you say iPod? I said iPod. Okay, well, you know what? I thought thought you said iPhone, and so all of my commentary is apt because I was talking (laughs) about the iPhone. We're perfect. (laughs) Hour three of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. Hi. Well, hello. Autumn. Just making sure you can hear me. Uh, I can hear you now because you spoke. I was I was talking in the last break and nobody could hear me. I'm sorry about that. The and technology. I cried and cried. I'm sorry about that. I hope you can get over that. You do still have a therapist. Congratulations, birds. 
Oh, so, thanks, Joe. Use that $50 gift card for Christmas from the company to uh, get some therapy online or something like that. <laughs> Better help. I did, some, I did some retail therapy. I bought Ellie some pants at Target. There you go. That makes you feel good inside, right? You've yeah, done size something. 10. Well, look at me. I am uh, staring at a very handsome head full of economic theory. So let's do this. What's the market doing with Money Matters, Wes Moss? Wes Moss, how are you? Great to be here, guys. How's the how's the the market was down earlier? Did it end down? I didn't look. It was down. You know, it was early. actually a relatively flat day. The Dow was down less than a half a percent. The S P five hundred was flat. The Nasdaq was up. Mm-hmm. The what, what was interesting? I was looking at is I do market updates uh, for WSB in the morning, so I'm looking at them in the evening, and then I was writing a, a story around breaking news on CNBC that the SEC had approved. The a, a a Bitcoin ETF, and I'm writing about it, writing about it, and then as soon as I was done writing about it, another breaking headline came in and said that their their Twitter uh, was hacked, and it actually was. Oh, uh, wasn't it? Got to be careful. So it was hacked, and, it, and it's not a true story. Yeah, so, it's very difficult. What was and that one? was on CNBC, and 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 there is the there's been a long push uh, for getting a an ETF, which is basically a basket. It's like a oh, so you would have a bunch of different bit. No, uh, no, no, just four Bitcoin, and they're still supposedly under. They're deciding whether to. But approve. four different, right? A basket meaning more than one kind of 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 crypto, or this is just an ETF for Bitcoin. For Bitcoin, yeah. How would so you're not buying Bitcoin, but you're buying the fact that Bitcoin's going to go up. How does that work? Yeah, it's it's so almost it's a like, stock based on what Bitcoin is doing. Correct. And and it's really believe it. Interestingly, there there's been an ETF, I believe, but then they've had regulatory issues, and they've been at they've been in this long drawn out battle to try to get approval for this. And again, here I think this who, who knows exactly what what will shake out over the next couple of days. But evidently, they said it was that was not from them, and it's still not approved. But every the world is kind of waiting for this decision. Whether well, it's I'm on pins and needles. <laughs> Well, Bitcoin is is no. The listen, I believe in. Bit, I think big, I don't have any Bitcoin. I don't own any Bitcoin, but just because I'm lazy. But uh, I mean, I should have gotten it. I was watching all those tech shows back in the early 2000s. Twenty three cents at debut. Why not just toss out? Why not buy four? Mm. If I just buy four in 2000, whatever, when it first came out, and so he, well, I could retire. A, you bring up a good point. <laughs> I is retire. that if it were a little more accessible or easier, and that's why that's why this is a big story. Is that it would be a lot easier for people to participate in it, right? Okay, much easier. Yeah, but it seems like yeah. But then you just put your money in, and then something crashes, and something's weird, and then another Sam Bankman-Fried thing happens. Here's the, I believe, here's the I believe in Bitcoin as a very stable crypto. I believe in crypto because as a uh, as a person who's not a big fan of the establishment. You know this as a as a person around the economy. Yeah, you're not the, a big establishment. The guy. thing the <laughs> thing that gives you most sovereignty as a government is control of the money, right? And if people could come up with some money thing that's not based on your bank, central bank, or your particular govern government, then that would take power away from now there are a lot of scammers on the crypto side there's no doubt about that and people have been scammed but don't get it wrong the reason governments are usually against crypto is if you don't need the government's bank suddenly the government loses a lot of power i would agree with that the headline as of right now sec says it did not yet approve bitcoin etf 
which is their, their ex account was compromised. So the, the, this is a obviously a developing story. We'll see over the next. You should start a days. new blog. Uh, all the stories I wrote based on things that turned out not to be real. Ten minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ten minutes all that later. Way, you get done. You read it for the third time. Damn, I'm good. <laughs> then you look ah. I thought it was a great update. Wasn't even said, real. Well, erase. at least you at least you found out before you published. <laughs> That's the sometimes you can publish and then all of a sudden realize, oh my goodness. Hey, listen, I have a new, uh, I've had an economic, I don't know if you call it epiphany, whatever. I've told you an, an awakening, I think, oh. for myself. Okay. I'm, I'm, I've often described myself as a libertarian minded person. Hmm. And that goes for all the way across the board free minds and free markets, as Reason Magazine says. And, but I have come to the conclusion that in the era of the hedge fund, mm. Libertarian economics is doesn't add up. Doesn't why, add up. Why hedge funds? Because, hedge funds because they're buying everything and they don't care about the products they're buying. They're buying companies based on tax write-offs, based on we can fire this many, turn it around, make a... That's different than capitalism, Wes. Capitalism yeah. is you open a hamburger stand... And in that first hamburger stand, you're there all day, all night. You're making sure that your customers are happy. That's a, uh, the idea. So now, when you look at the Black Rocks and the Blackstones of the world who come in and just buy whole neighborhoods of residential properties, uh, I don't think that that falls in line with the libertarian idea of a rising tide lifts, lifts all boats. All boats. Yeah. It's being, listen, I said it before and I'll let you speak. I think that, I'm not saying everybody who works for a hedge fund the people at the top, maybe I am, but is a terrible person. But they are enriching themselves on the evisceration of this country. Uh, I mean, you look, why do you think everything, uh, people are like, oh, we have a problem with service in this country. There's no reason to be invested. There's no reason to care. The people who own the hamburger stand don't give a damn. Why would the person who's serving you give a damn? Uh, the, the hollowing out of the middle of the country, go outside of any large city. And this is, so I believe now the total non-libertarian thing, which is we have to legislate hedge funds out of categories. Mm. We have to legislate them out of buying residential property, out of buying. BlackRock has investments in 40,000 businesses worldwide. That's 40,000 businesses who have to keep them happy if they want money in the next round of money that comes up. Why isn't that considered cornering a market? Yeah, I think it's a, I mean, it's a really good point. The the there's a couple quick things. So one clarification. I th really I think what you're you're talking about are private equity funds. Uh, okay. The hedge fund world, which is a massive market, it's a trillion. How much market. difference would there be? Big. Okay. A, a hedge fund is really a, an asset, a money manager that's buying stocks primarily. But did they buy companies because they're distressed and they just want to get a tax write off? Does that happen? That certainly happens. Okay, that's what In I'm talking. Those are just those are called distressed hedge funds right. or distressed credit. Right. They're not interested in turning it around or the, any employee who's there or anything like that. But those are usually these people fly around in helicopters to dinner. The, the, these are publicly traded, these are hedge funds. Think of them like a mutual fund to some extent. They're a pool of money and they're making decisions of buying companies because they think they're going to go up and then shorting companies they think they're going to go down. So they're hedging themselves. They're not as active as what you're talking about, even though there is some hedge fund activism. I think what you're really talking about is private equity funds. All right. Okay. Which they are the those are the funds that are all mass cash. They'll raise cash, two hundred million dollar, two hundred two billion dollar fund, 
and then they'll go buy a neighborhood. So it's a real residential real estate fund that then can go buy private assets is what you're talking about right. or private companies and then do exactly what you just said, squeeze out, fire 30% of the people, 50% of the people and it, try to make it a more profitable private company thinking that in two, three, four years they can sell it down the line to some other Company. Can you can you tell? Okay, I, I, I'm so thank you, thank you know yeah. that. Yeah. I think now I would just apply it to both. But <laughs> how, how, how? What? Can you give me? We're going to go to traffic. Can and I'm not putting you on the spot like you're. But I, can you tell me when we get back one way that hedge funds or private equity funds help a middle class family that brings in seventy five. $80,000 a year. Doug says it's still very slow on 75. West Moss having some trouble. This is just a 10 second tease. You're not on the spot right now. Having a little trouble coming up with one benefit for the average middle class family. Something because we used to talk about how billionaires do benefit the middle class because a rising tide lifts all boats. I want to know how the private equity fund, just one example of how they help one middle class family in America. Okay. All right, Wes Moss, have you been able to think of one benefit to a middle-class family bringing in $80,000 a year for all of the private equity and hedge fund stuff that's going on right now in America? It's an impossible question to put me on the There's spot. a reason for that. Let me ask you another question. No, not, no, no, let me give you the... I was going to ask you what 2 plus 2 is to show you my, how, inter- <laughs> how easy it is to come up with an obvious answer. This is my first thought, is that markets need to clear. So I think about any time we have a, a massive recession, think about... Oh seven eight mm-hmm. housing prices went down 30 40 50 percent that's when uh, the, these private equity funds and the hedge funds took off like crazy because they bought up all the distressed assets correct so I would say that without that buyer which is a big buyer and and you can make an argument that you, you have there's almost too much influence and you that's another argument almost well you could make the argument my argument would say why did the these are these funds are giant pools of capital they are part of the economic system and when things do get cheap they are the ones that go in and they to some extent and they make a lot of money on this yes they do but then they they do clear and support the market to to turn around which helps other business people and other hedge fund people and other private equity people and other millionaires and other billionaires but it does nothing sure it does it does nothing to help the person who's trying to buy their first home it it has helped millions of people have home equity values go up over time yeah, but in, but it, because that's a that's just that's adjunct. A fa- that's that's a- adjunct to something that is you know eviscerating the economy, and and as an adjunct, well, that's why that's why people are willing to still play ball because mm-hmm. yeah, personally, if they come in and say, hey, don't worry about anything, just give us some money, uh, we'll just give you a bunch of money, go away. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, a lot of individuals, maybe who were in the middle class or rich but not super rich, that had a house benefit, that had a house. Yeah, absolutely. But this yeah. is this is also why people don't buy, won't sell houses to the person who just got married and have their first child because they know there's a billionaire out there who's going to give them more money. I think it's they need it. to be taken out of it. They Clark- need to be legislated out of certain sectors of the economy. If we need them to come in because there's another depression or something, you can write another law and say things are different, we need you, whatever. But these people, and I'm not saying they're all bad people, I don't know if they all realize this. It is a transfer of wealth that is untenable. It's top-heavy. It's top heavy. Super There's, top heavy. Yeah. You know, people think that capitalism is against the uh, transfer of wealth. It's not. It just has a different idea than socialism, how it's done. 
But wealth needs to be transferred around in a society. It's just that true capitalism, as people believe it, is the better way to do it because you're just going on what people really want and you're not manufacturing wants. But right now, with these hedge funds and the private equity funds, all the money is being sucked into too few hands. We've never had a gap like this. And, and you know, I'm not, I'm not Tim Pool, and I don't, I don't want any civil strife. But look at history. Where does it come from? Look at the history of England. Where does it come from? It comes from when too few people have too much of the money that's available to all the people. They need to be legislated out. That's all I'm saying. I wouldn't yeah. put them in jail. Everything they've done is legal. I know I I hope you saw this. You want to stick around? We yeah, can, of course. Can do all right. Yes. All right. Doug says there's a red alert on 675. All right. West Moss is going to stick around, but I want you to go ahead and tell people how they can get more West Moss right yeah, now. You're, you're well. Well, first on your microphone. Sure. Okay. Sorry. Yourwealth.com, Y-O-U-R-Wealth.com. We're, we're not a giant private equity fund. No, you are not, but you'll probably sell out to one. I would. <laughs> they came along with $30 million or whatever much, are, I'd probably do it. We are not. Hey, my uh, doctrinaires here. They've got their own WSB shows and podcasts as well as this show. Feel free to check out the latest Popcast with Tim Andrews. That's Saturday from 7 to 8 p.m. And The Nightcap with Jared Yamamoto. I believe that's like a big sex party or something. That's Saturday, right. A lot of black lights. Uh, Saturday from uh, 11 to midnight. Also grab new episodes of Radio Labyrinth, One Topic, and The Power Pod. Again, wherever you get all your other podcasts. Relaxed about tomorrow's show, Jared. We're still doing today's show. I get excited. Show. Look, tomorrow we have a f- completely full slate for tomorrow. So good show tomorrow. I'm exhausted already. <laughs> listicles? No listicle. Oh, you know, listicle, oh. by the way, no listicles in 2024. What? I'm, I'm laying it down. What? Wes Moss. Why not? You are a guest at my party. It's Wes's favorite I, segment. And so, I'm just wondering. You love listicles? No, you don't. <laughs> Nobody likes listicles. I don't even know what a listicle is. By is, the way, by it, the way, they're, they're going away. Like nobody likes listicles anymore. Really. I just read, did you read a story? It's an economic story uh, that uh, BuzzFeed uh, looks like they might go bankrupt again. Again, and and uh, I'm pretty sure it's BuzzFeed. Yeah, um, right. yeah, they're about to go. Their news department already went bankrupt. 2024 just looks terrible. And, and this is an economic story, Wes. Like. Uh, They bought a bunch of other brands, Complex, these different things, a bunch of other brands because they wanted to beef themselves up big enough to create a SPAC to go public, and they got a bunch of investment in there that said, hey, we'll give you three years to work it out. Well, three years has gone by. They're not working it out. They, I think they owe like $243 million in debt. They've got about... uh, or it's, some, it's, or it's a billion and they only have $200 million in house, something along those lines. So it's not even looking like it's... Uh, it, it's it's lining up at all, and then in the story that I read, this is how I don't, you deal with these CEOs and these business people a lot, and I always consider them well. They must be some kind of genius to get there, but apparently not, because the <laughs> idea was this was the pitch for you to give me all that money and give me three years. The pitch from BuzzFeed was no matter how everything else goes, people love our polls. And so we'll always get engagement from the BuzzFeed poll. Mm. And here's the problem. With that, it, it, it's not just their problem. It's an over. It's a real problem that tech companies have, I think. And it's. A, I have an analogy to the Rolling Stones. And if you're going to be a tech company, an online service of information, let's say, and you your pitch is going to be that we're relevant, you know, the people in the demo come to us. Well, here's the thing: 
polls are popular for a while and then they go away. Mm-hmm. All internet trends go away. Maybe after a month, maybe after three years, but they all move on. They you just cycle. Yeah. You can't build a tomorrow business. TikTok on, is a week. Yeah, you, but you can't build a tomorrow business on today's trends. That's so what I think about. Uh, so the only kind of tech company that can do this is if you're nimble enough and you set yourself up in such a way and you have the staff that really has their finger on the pulse and can see something coming. I bring up the Rolling Stones. Look at the late 70s. Yeah, the Rolling Stones, that was a 60s, early 70s band. All of a sudden, the Bee Gees are having huge hits with a disco beat and a falsetto voice. So the Rolling Stones, uh, 1978 uh, or not, was it 78, uh, said, uh, oh, here, it's called Miss You. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. All of a sudden, boom, bam, right in the middle of it. Relevant. Mm-hmm. Right, you would. The Beatles was Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, first psychedelic album. Blah blah. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But the Beatles were hanging out in London. They saw the psychedelic scene coming before anyone, not anyone, but a lot of bigger bands that wouldn't pivot, and so they got ahead of it. And and before anybody had really heard of it, they've got the huge album. If you are, are in tech. And you plan to build a business model around internet or social media trends, you would have to have, and the reason, but you know, how does that work? Paul McCartney turns out to be a person who can spot a trend properly. Mm-hmm. Now you gotta, you've got to hire people like that. So let's go back to the beginning. How can these uh, large financiers be mm-hmm. that dumb that the pitch is people love our polls, we'll work the rest out? Yeah, look, I, I think you're talking about adaptation. I mean, we've, yes. see, we've started to see... But it's a, continual. It's fast. Th- th- there's a lot of companies that have gone out of business. We just saw Audacity was just in the uh, news yeah. this week. They had $1.8 billion worth of debt. And they just couldn't service the debt. Part of that is that interest rates are going up. So the debt was serviceable three years ago, not as serviceable today. And companies all the time don't work out. And this is a, a an advertising revenue model. Let's buy up a bunch of brands. Let's have the idea of advertising the, just I, didn't work. The idea, yeah. the idea, it seems to me, if somebody came to me and I was a billionaire and wanted to fund things, and they're saying, well, this is uh, really popular on the internet right now. We're building a business model around it. I tell right you, now. Get the hell out of here. Enjoy the iced tea. See you when you've got a real idea. It's not possible. How is it, and how much money is being thrown into things when the people don't even know what the hell they're doing? Remember, startups are, if you if you were to be part of a fund that's a VC fund, so not a hedge fund, not a private equity fund, but a VC fund, venture capital, these are companies that are, these are funds that are going to go invest in probably 20 companies in a portfolio. And they know, they will tell their investors that we really only think, and they're all brilliant people. They're all from right. MIT. MIT and the best schools in the world, and they've all done something, and they're engineers. And we're going to put money behind all of them. And the reality is two, maybe three out of 20 will, will really work. The rest, the bottom half, won't even be in business in two or three years. So okay, kind of, you know, in a weird way, it ties back to what we were talking about at the top of the hour, the other, the other half hour. It's like these decisions have nothing to do with customers. And, and what I'm saying is when you notice that the service isn't as good, whether you're at a restaurant or whether you're just getting service online or through the phone or something with something that you, I believe that it has something to do with going right up to the top where the, the it used to be 
that who when Ray Kroc bought the McDonald's, right? Mm-hmm. What were there two or three, or there's just one? Just one at first. Uh, at first, but I think that maybe maybe they the McDonald's brothers had more than one when they were bought out. But he saw what was going on. By the way, great movie, Kroc. It's the one with Batman. What's yeah, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Yeah. So the idea back then was, oh, I see what they're doing. They don't have the cap. Of, I and I have the vision that this would work in every city in America. These brothers don't have the capital to do that. Mm-hmm. I do. They didn't. It wasn't a matter of McDonald's is all over America. I want to buy that sign. Now you want. I want to buy that brand. And what happens when that goes down is you get less good service quality. Everything out of that band, brand. The way that Ray Kroc bought it. Maybe there were two or three hamburger stands in California. I think. And he's like, this is how you do it. This is how the McDonald brothers did it. It's this kind of service. It's this kind of pricing. It's this kind of experience. It's fast, but it's not too fast. And even though it's fast, it's got this sort of carnival-like atmosphere that children will be attracted to. And slowly but surely, he redid that across the country. And that's not how it's being done. Now you wait for the thing. You maybe fund a bunch of stuff. Well, half of them are going to fail. Well, what about the families of the parents that work in the half that fail? I'm not trying to put it on every fund manager that you're responsible for every family. But at a point where you own almost everything, it starts to have an effect that we have to look at and go, okay, how is this affecting the rest, the 90, I hate to say the 99%, but here I am. Yes. 99%. You do agree with me that money is better when it's in private hands in the middle class. The more money, the, the, the more thriving of a middle class that you have, the more likely you're going to keep democracy. Not this BS. Gotta have both. Not, 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 a, not this BS with Trump or Ukraine and Putin or whatever. You want to lose democracy, you lose the middle class. Because I'm no longer invested. I don't work at a place where I can take two weeks off a year. Maybe I can buy a boat. Hey, I've worked there 15 years. Now we can buy a lake house. You know what? This is working out for me. Once you take that away, then there's no buy-in. There's no buy-in. And, and, and you can see it. It's a transfer of wealth. I know I've overdone it with you, Wes. It's but, okay, no. But I just want you. I, I, I just I think it's important. We you just don't have, want more regulation, but you do want it. It's a if, double-edged sword. If you, it's, if, it's, a, if, it's a lesser of two evils. If you don't have today. a thriving middle class, that's how you lose democracy. Because there's no reason for me to go and vote if every policy is going to end up helping Larry Fink and not my neighbor. Uh, yes. You don't think with your uh, initial BuzzFeed story here that they don't make money with stories like. I don't know the fourteen completely terrifying photos that made me clench my butt cheeks in fear. You don't. Yeah, and then you read it, and it's like they're not even terrifying. That's a listicle. Yeah, (laughs) it is. You're right. What about just the top ten cars of 2023? Is that a listicle? Well, the millennials and Gen Zers like to think they invented everything. It's a top ten list. Doug is still watching the (laughs) 675. Are you excited that uh, your Michigan Wolverines won the national championship, Wes Moss? We had a, a, a house of excited. Kids last night. Now you're so, a Tar Heel. I'm a Tar Heel, but my wife is from Michigan. Okay. Spent a lot of time in Michigan. So you adopt certain teams. Sure. It may be my number one team. The Tar Heels are the, never going to be in a football yeah. championship. Yeah, the tar- How dare you? Now, we were a top 10 team this year oh. for about a, a nanosecond, mm. and then we spiraled lower. But, Drake May. 
But the so I'm yes, I would prefer the heels to win. But when it comes to football, we the right. house loves Michigan. So it was it was huge. This is what happens to me? Huge Wes. night. Twenty five million people that watched it. I become fans of teams, and I'm there for years and years and years, and they always get close and never <laughs> do it. I was a fan of uh, Syracuse. Especially mm. Syracuse basketball in the 80s and the 90s. A lot of and good runs. A lot of good runs. As a matter of fact, a national championship that, who was it, Keith Smart? Just, uh, I think, I, I, in my memory, Syracuse led the whole game until Keith Smart, with two seconds left, just drained one and it was over. And that broke my heart. I was a Michigan fan, Wolverines, because my mom was an Ohio State fan, and I had some friends who were Michigan fans. So I'm like, well, I'll root against my mom, you know. I, so <laughs> I was a I was a Michigan fan. <laughs> I would never have guessed that. I was a heavy duty Michigan fan, probably all the way up to like uh, early 2000s, whatever. So the Syracuse thing, I gave up on in like 1997, and without me looking, with uh, Carmelo Anthony, they jumped up and won a national. So I can enjoy it, even though I was there for. So same thing with Michigan. I jumped off of Michigan because I'm not a huge Jim Harbaugh fan. I'm nothing against him, but just something about his demeanor I don't like. I've never really liked. Very I like his bro- face. I like his brother a lot. I, I think his brother is going to be a, a Hall of Fame coach, but I like. But I don't like Jim Harbaugh. So again, it's happened. If this would have <laughs> happened in the '90s, I would be jumping up and down, well, you're champagne, a, you're a whatever. Fan, you're not. You were never a fan. Because I'm still a Bills a, fan, you dude. Can't be a fi- well, and you'll probably drop them and they'll win the Super Bowl the next year. Dude, I have been being terrorized by the Buffalo Bills for over 40 years. You, you can't That's drop four them. straight years of misery and pain. The Super Bowl. Well, the, Super Bowl, and yeah. well the regular seasons were great. Yeah. It's just, so, again, another year with the Bills, it's like, uh, well, how is this going to end tragically? I'm sure in one of the greatest game that anybody's ever seen that comes down to two seconds and Josh Allen played great and something happens and the Bills don't win. Yes? Listen, you got to be happy for the hard boss. Listen to his parents here after, uh, after the big win. Your son talks about the two of you all the time. He's talked about this moment coming for this program I for a long time. How do you put into words your emotions right now? Are you kidding me? That Mama was, Harbaugh. Right. <laughs> Getting excited there. Was, was that awesome? Winning a Super Bowl? Huh? Winning a Super Bowl? No. Well, hey, listen. Just because you don't value it. Well, didn't he win a Super Bowl or did he lose to the... He lost to his brother. Oh, well, hey. It was the half only... of them. Hold on. Mama Harbaugh's got something to add. All right, look. We don't need to hear your editorial. Listen, hey. I don't want to hear your editorial opinions, Mama Harbaugh. <laughs> Wes Moss, thanks for hanging around. Congratulations to the Wolverines. Mama Harbaugh, congratulations to you. Show's over! Oh, yeah! It was a show! Shelly Winter is up next. He's going to do a great show for you. But the uh, that music's telling us two things. Shut the hell up. Get the hell out. We do what Bye. we're told. We'll be back. Bye, Bye Mama. Mama Harbaugh. Back tomorrow, 4 p.m. You're all invited to join us. But until then, continue on your journey. Do not piss off Mama Harbaugh. Thanks for listening to the Von Hessler Doctrine podcast. Remember, you can hear the show from 4 to 7 on 95.5 WSB and follow the doctrine on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter for even more content. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones 
who get it done.